another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theater in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Tis the season to be jolly, and to get us in the holiday mood, I've brought along some holiday entertainment experts to share some of their holiday memories and favorites for you. So put on your yarmulke and stuff your stocking. It's time for the Block Talk Holiday Special. Joining me for this festive panel are Andrew, Ann, and Lindsay. Hello! 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 Happy holidays! Yes, happy holidays to everyone. Where, where are we all calling in from? I'm calling in from Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Our first snow is today. Yes, we had some snow. I'm calling in from Michigan. You probably already had snow. Yes, there was <laughs> snow when I first arrived. That is that is true. But it's gone now, so we gave it to, back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And Lindsay, where are you? I am calling from Huntington Beach, California. We do not have any snow. <laughs> ever, ever, <laughs> no, ever. Um, yeah, you, you California's having some fun times, aren't you, with your little home oh. orders? Oh, that and just, I mean, every single week I go on Twitter and like Huntington Beach is trending for some more ridiculous reason and we're just like hiding our faces. We just elected Tito Ortiz to our city council. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, we're a mess. Yeah, well, well, tis the season, things are going to get messy. Um, I, 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 I'm excited to have you all. You're all first time um, people on the podcast, which is very exciting. love to expand the network. Um, but we're going to talk about the holidays. I'm going to admit, I'm usually not the biggest holiday person, um, despite the sweater that the listeners can't see right now, but you'll see that. In right. the um, but I, I like I enjoy the holidays, but I'm not someone who goes all out for the holidays. So I'm very excited to have you all here to get me into the holiday spirit. Um, I want to start off with a simple question, but it's probably going to be a very complex, detailed question. What do the holidays mean to you? Who wants to start? Should we do it like in order? Like, yeah, I go first. Oh, our screens probably look different. Yeah, <laughs> Lindsay, you're on the, on the top for me. Yeah, we could just do the order of where we introduce ourselves. Great. Perfect. Okay. Dang it. All right. <laughs> time to think. Um, for me, the holidays mean, I think overall, good vibes. So you're celebrating the end to a fruitful year. Mm-hmm. I would say normally it's a gathering kind of idea, but this year is obviously different. Um, it's a celebration of having, getting through the year for me. That's how I always feel. It's always, it's something new. Of course, there's New Year's for that as well. But for me, that's also one of the holidays. Hello. Christmas Mm -hmm. is just um, such a bright part of that. It's light. It's good music. It's being with people that you love, whether that's virtually this year or in person. Making memories. You have these traditions, um, which this year is a chance to make some new ones. And I just think overall, it's a celebration of 
good vibes and light in many different meanings of the word light. I love that. Andrew, what, what, does, what do the holidays mean to you? For me, I think the holidays have been and always will be about family. And whether that's like your, your actual family or your chosen family or, you know, whatever, it's like creating those memories and knowing that like at this time, like, cause the year, especially, I mean, this year is just like so crazy between like people's, you know, personal lives and work and whatever. And then obviously this year with the pandemic and that I feel like, like Ian said, it's like the end of the year, like coming together. And it's like the people that matter to you, whether, you know, it's in person or especially this year, like virtually it's coming together and like sharing the love, whether that is literally just like good conversation or like, you know, people have their traditions and, uh, you know, their nostalgia for, you know, like what they do on the holidays. I think, I think there's a lot of comfort that comes with the holidays. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is for me is that the holidays are, give me comfort. Nice. Lindsay, what about you? So there's two things. Um, first, I don't know what your guys' situation is. I come from a divorced family. So the holidays is a time I'm very thankful in that my parents don't want to murder each other. So for me, it was always, oh, cool. Dad's going to come over to mom's house or mom's going to come over to dad's house and we get to be a family again. Um, and then the other aspect, I know that's super cute, uh, is I just go overboard where I, you know, I, every time I see a toy drive, I'm like, I gotta buy something. Like last night I went to Walmart and Mr. Potato Head were $5. I don't need Mr. Potato Head, but I bought three of them just to donate. Uh, so it's kind of a reflection for me of, oh my gosh, my life is good. I have a lot of optimism. I, I gotta, I gotta give that. Like, how do I spread that to everyone? Um, and I, I sense that in everyone. Like I have friends that reach out to me, Hey, you know, you know, I really want to get involved and help out this year. So I think it, it is, it's a season of optimism, a season of giving. I know that sounds so cliche, but it really is. Um, it is, it's an opportunity for us to help each other, love on one another, um, and go into the year with a giving spirit versus, you know, the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> Especially this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely the kind of person where I don't necessarily go overboard for the holidays, but I love giving. I love giving presents. I have been known to go very much overboard in giving presents. Um, <laughs> I've had drag queen friends who have gotten many wigs for me for, because I just <laughs> like giving gifts. I just like giving the opportunity to make someone else smile. Um, so for me, that's what the holidays are. But as a kid, one of my traditions was getting presents and that was because coming from an interfaith family we celebrated both Hanukkah and Christmas so we got to get many 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 days of presents um like the did best you ever watch Sophie? I did not I never did oh they celebrate Christmas Christmas <laughs> well maybe I'll have to go back and watch that but yeah I mean yeah. one of my favorite years would be when uh, Hanukkah would fall on Christmas uh so you would it would just be an extra celebration but for, it, it's it's definitely the season of giving for me and i love to see people smile and that's that's my way of giving for the holidays um tradition wise i didn't really have that many traditions we would we would i i grew up jewish i had the bar mitzvah so we we would do the the menorah and then as we got older my brother and i were just not into it anymore so we just, that fell off but my mom would always put up at least 
one tree a minimum and then it would usually be around like four or five others um so yeah. like she, she liked to decorate trees so that was one of my traditions as a kid and now we don't really have the holidays for us it's usually just another day for us we never our extended family doesn't really get together so that's another reason why the holidays aren't big in my family what traditions do you all have Lindsay? let's start with you so it's definitely changed throughout the years. Like I said, I mentioned the divorce. Um, as a kid, we were we went to church every Sunday. Um, we, that kind of fell off. Um, but we would always go through the nativity scene mm-hmm. when I was a kid. We always had a tree, just one. Didn't know that people had more than that, so I'm very impressed. Um, we always put out those little, uh, those glass houses, the Santa's Village, we mm-hmm. used to go way overboard with that. And then it got to the point where whatever you put out, you have to put back in and nobody wanted to do <laughs> that. So now we just put a couple out. Um, and yeah, it, the big one for me, like I said, a lot of the little ones like gingerbread houses, anything like that kind of fell off just as you get older. But knowing that on Christmas, dad would come over, mom would come over. That's, that's my favorite. Nice. Andrew, what about you? Oh, wow. I have, like, so many <laughs> holiday traditions. Uh, I grew up in the church, too. My grandma um, started the music program at the church I grew up with back in the 60s. So she was, like, the music director and head of all the choirs and the bands. And then when she retired, my uncle took it over. And so my mom was in the choir and my sister and my aunts and my uncles, and I was in the choir. So it like, the holidays always really centered around music and uh, going to church and doing the Christmas music and doing the Christmas concerts uh, and like in between services or concerts we would always go to my grandma's you know for Christmas dinner and all of that jazz and when my grandma passed away my aunt like kind of took on the the reins of like holiday cheermeister if you will <laughs> um, and so uh, traditions have just like gone on and on and on um, and whether that like being making cookies, I mean, as you can, you, you people can see, like even this is my mom's house, like mm-hmm. just like very Christmassy all <laughs> the time. Um, and I think that that was, again, like it was like a really, really important holiday to my grandma. Um, and so when she passed away, like all of us, we kind of like gravitated toward the holiday just to feel closer to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I, I would say that was like our biggest tradition is like, that nice ian so of course my holiday also centered around uh it it really begins my traditions really begin around the 20th but we don't have to go there um on the 24th let's jump ahead i um we go to church with my grandmother and stuff and a lot of these traditions kind of came into place because around christmas time ironically maybe it's not ironic coincidentally there is a lot of uh tragedy in my family my mom passed right around Christmas when I was little. My grandfather passed right around Christmas. Uh, my, uh, I mean, just everyone, everything bad is happening around Christmas time, but we still find it a time to celebrate and get together. And we try to find the light in it. And we remember the good times and those things through that period. And so we're going to church with my grandmother, something that we still do this year uh, is going to be different, but you know, um, and, but a big thing is like Christmas morning, you have cinnamon rolls with dinner, with dinner, with breakfast, like fresh <laughs> cinnamon rolls, dinner. Oh, wow, the party. 
cinnamon rolls for breakfast like as you're opening gifts on the tree like we i there's fresh cinnamon rolls homemade and then we do um a christmas cookie decorating with my uh, my grandmother's recipe it's like a sour cream cookie with like an almond icing it sounds crazy but it's so good it makes 12 dozen per thing so it's like 140 <laughs> cookies it's a mess but it's great it's a lot of fun and i used to call them like sleepy cookies when i was little because the almond icing i would eat one before i would go to bed and i never would have like almond flavoring before so i would equate like eating the almond icing with going to sleep and so i'd be like oh, oh like they're sleepy like it tastes like sleep like i don't know <laughs> crazy and then also on christmas day my dad hooks up the turnwald all-wheel drive tractor to the wagon and we put um hay bales in it and we ride around the woods in the property it's like a, a couple it's like a mile or so back and you ride through the woods and sing christmas carols and stuff in this uh old-fashioned wagon with like snow and stuff you get a cup of hot chocolate or something but very very um rustic christmases yeah, these, these are all incredible traditions. Listeners, if you have fun traditions, please let us know. Add us. We'll, you'll get our social media at the end, but we want to hear what you will do for the holidays. We're primarily mostly going to be focusing on Christmas. But to start, I do want to give a shout out to my fellow Jews and share some Hanukkah entertainment options. Are you all familiar with any Hanukkah music or movies? Yes. None. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one song, the Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, yeah, like, that, that's, that's we, my, that's all I know. Yeah, we, we have uh, Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, no. then there's like um, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Um, I mean, there's not much representation in, in film and TV for, I mean, there's obviously South Park did that fun um, version of the dreidel song. Um, and then you have Full Court Miracle, the DCOM um, uh, movie. Uh, apparently, American Tale is technically a Hanukkah movie, but I wouldn't consider it a Hanukkah movie. And then there's Eight Crazy Nights because Adam Sandler and um, had to make his uh, song into a movie. Lizzie, yes, what, what, and uh, <laughs> even Stevens, That's their true. holiday episode was Hanukkah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, even Stevens. I they, remember they, that. They, yeah. they gave us some classic entertainment. I feel like I want to do a podcast on um, even Stevens the musical, just just because influence <laughs> of the musical. Yeah. So oh Never iconic. forget when we went uh, to the moon. In nineteen seventy-nine, not nineteen seventy, but the sooner. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I will. I think I have admitted it on the podcast before. The very, very, very first thing I watched in Disney Plus was that episode. <laughs> yeah it's great it is no, so I mean, good. it's great it's brilliant it's so catchy yeah well and that was... if we're talking about other holiday representations yeah go for it i was gonna say the proud family had kwanzaa yes 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 and then seinfeld had festivus for the rest of us yeah well mm-hmm. we are going to move right into christmas and we are going to start off with holiday movies because who doesn't love a holiday movie? I feel like I did watch a lot of holiday Christmas movies as a kid. So I have a lot of favorites as a child, not that many new ones as an adult, but what are some of your favorite holiday movies? Angela, let's start with you. So definitely like my favorite like cartoon like holiday movie that I watch all like still to this day is A Year Without a Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so good with Mickey Rooney and Santa. It's like my favorite. Literally, I feel like it's Heat Miser and Snow Miser were like my first introduction to drag. Like truly, <laughs> like those, like they they were my first queens. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna give a shout out right now, um, because this will be out right in time. This coming Saturday is um, Alation, a digital drag, um, a dance party, ho- uh, presented by me, hosted by Harry Lagrande. We have Nicole Anoscopy doing a drag version of Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Oh, oh my god! So it's gonna it's it's a really fun video. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I love Heat Miser and Snow Miser so much. Um, even though uh, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with the, I believe it was 2006 live action remake where it was um, Michael McKeon and Harvey Firestein. Oh, wait. I, it does sound familiar. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. There are not many <laughs> like clips on it. YouTube, but it is a mess. Just think of Harvey Firestein trying to sing Heat Miser. I'd like to hear it. Hear <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah um all right yeah year without santa claus anyone else uh, have that as a favorite of theirs uh, that one? Oh, yeah. i love that one absolutely my mom loved it too that was like one of the ones where my mom was okay i, I can sit through this one like i watched the <laughs> nutcracker scoob enough sure we can watch year without a santa claus and it's the perfect <laughs> amount of time i believe yeah. it's only about just over an hour maybe an hour like it's not a full-length movie exactly yeah so it's a good amount of time all right what other um favorites andrew um i wouldn't know if you would like necessarily like call it a holiday movie like about christmas but it does have christmas it has like all the holidays but judy garland's meet me in st louis is like one of my favorite movies of all time which features "Have Yourself a Very uh, Merry Little Christmas," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the debut of the iconic song by our iconic Judy. Uh, literally, was always one of my favorites growing up. My mom and my grandma like basically raised me on old Hollywood films, and like Judy Garland is like as a as a gay loves the, his Judy, I, our Lord and Savior. Um, my absolute favorite. I love it. I watch it every year with my mom. Don't cry, Andrew. Don't cry. <laughs> I was. Get, I know you heard me getting emotional, and I was like, I'm not going to yeah. do that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's stick with the, these um, old time classic movies because you also have movies like Holiday Inn and White Christmas, mm-hmm. both of which uh, classic Christmas movies with some very very classic tunes that will be well known for the for for time. Anyone have favorites of those two? Oh, well, hmm. I, mean, I, I only recently saw, sister, but it's not a Christmas song. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, and there's like those, those weird crossovers where you don't know when the song debuted because I didn't know that have yourself a merry little Christmas was written for that movie for her to sing. I just, I know it from other covers from other artists right. and I just didn't put the timelines together that that was where it originated, you know, it would be like from something that isn't necessarily billed as a Christmas movie but you have like strong Christmas like bonds with that movie. Absolutely. Lindsay, what's some of your favorites? Um, so I'm definitely much more of a modern Christmas mm-hmm. movie person. Um, and I guess at this point, some of these wouldn't be considered modern, but like the old ones, Christmas and none of those, I haven't seen any of them. Um, growing up, loved Elf. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. has stuck with me. Like every year, no matter what, I just have to watch it at least once. 
I mean, some occasionally I'll watch it in July if I just need to pick me up. Um, we had the box set. It was like a DVD set that had Rudolph, Frosty, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and Little Drummer Boy. Mm-hmm. I think those are the four. Um, I love those. I hope at some point, this probably isn't the time we talk about what a dick Santa is in Rudolph. Well, let's oh, talk about it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it right now. I watched it like two years ago and I could not believe, like, did I not notice any of this as a kid? He's horrible. He's the equivalent of reindeer racist. <laughs> like encouraging people to be reindeer racist towards Rudolph. Like, it's bad. It's really bad. And then it's only nice to him when he needs something from him at the end. Yeah. Like what? Oh, Santa. <laughs> it, it is bad. Like, if if Donald Trump was Santa Claus, he is the Santa Claus in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like the, the claymation? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to now go back and watch this with this. Watch that. In Vile. Mind. Vile wow. to Rudolph. That's fascinating. Okay, okay, wow. Um, Ian, what about you? What, what favorites do you have in here? I love um, the Family Stone <gasps> with uh, amazing uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and many others. I mean, many others. Uh, the Holiday, mm-hmm. yeah, amazing Cameron Diaz. Um, and then I <laughs> love. It's an animated film. I watch it every year. Annabelle's Wish. <laughs> <laughs> It's about a cow, a baby cow born on a farm that wants to become a reindeer. And she bonds with this little boy who can't speak, he's mute. And Santa comes to visit her one Christmas. And instead of wishing, I mean, it's a Christmas movie. You know what happens in the end. I mean, come on, (laughs) I'm just gonna give it to you. It's just so shocking. She, um, She tells Santa her wish and you don't know what it is. Annabelle's wish, what's the wish? I don't know. Um, Sophie's choice. What was that choice? You know, I don't know. Um, Annabelle's wish. Well, you find out that he wakes up on Christmas morning and he can speak. So like she wished that Santa could speak and gave up her wish of being a reindeer. And at the end, she like is really old. They're all grown up and she's running through the field and he's, he's like old and owns the farm now and she's old and she dies. And then Santa comes and turns her into a reindeer and she flies away with him. It's oh my God. So Spoiler beautiful. alert. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a crier. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. See, I think my I've kind of moved towards because I'm a short attention span. Um, I love Christmas episodes of shows, so I definitely watched. I started watching those a lot more than like actual movies, Um, especially in the day and age of streaming, where it's just you don't like have to put in the DVD of the exact disc that has the Christmas episode. It's just like I'll bounce around um, from show to show. Like I love The Office Christmas Party. Um, that episode is, I'm wearing my presents are the best way to show people you care sweater. <laughs> and it's hilarious because who would spend $400 on an iPod nowadays? Like no, it's so, like- it's so dated. Um, yes. they froze. Some of my favorite Christmas movies I remember growing up watching Jingle All the Way I think I saw it in theaters and I was like this is a fun movie I mean 
I didn't think Arnold Schwarzenegger was that good of an actor, but Turbo Time, come on, it was it's classic. But the one <laughs> series that always um, resonated with me was the Santa Claus and, and Tim Allen, and it was just a happy, feel good series. Um, I, I think there were what three of them. I don't I don't even remember at this point. Yeah, um, always fun movies. But I do want to ask a question: If there are kids listening, maybe you should step away for a second. Okay, okay. As a child, did we ever clock all these different actors playing Santa while we still believed in Santa? Oh. Um I we I did, but I knew that it was a movie mm-hmm. and I knew that that wasn't the actual Santa. So I thought the real Santa was the guy in the Coca-Cola can. Okay. I okay. viewed him as what Santa really looked like. Everyone mm. else was doing acting as him for the sake of a movie to tell a story, okay. but I thought the real Santa was the Coca-Cola version. I gotcha. That's that's a good version of Santa. Yeah. Anyone? Yeah, else? my mom. My mom was very upfront and told me, "Hey, like the Santa at the mall is just helping him out. Um, that's not the real Santa." So there was never a suspicion until I got older. Mm-hmm. My mom did a really good job of like making it so that there wasn't i couldn't be surprised it's not like an elf where he takes off the guy's beard and all the kids start screaming like i don't know like of course <laughs> sam is busy at his workshop um so i the one thing though the one thing that never made sense to me was when i watch these movies and people didn't believe in santa i thought well when they wake up and there's presents that the parents didn't buy aren't the parents gonna think oh yeah santa left these that never made sense to me. I never could figure that one out. Mm-hmm. That was always the plot hole for me too. I was like, what do they think happens every year? <laughs> like what happens? So yeah, there you go. Um, one movie that has I just watched in preparation for this podcast that has now become a favorite of mine. I thought it was one of the most delightful things ever, came out last year on Disney Plus, Noel. Noel. It's so delightful. I just watched that last week and it's one of my top three new favorites. It yeah. So Anna Kendrick, I normally can't stand her, but she was <laughs> I love great. Her. Bill Hader, they were fantastic. It, it was, was a so sweet good. movie. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I hope there's a sequel. And we yeah, can't me too. Yeah, Shirley MacLaine is in this movie. Yep. The legend. So it, I, I enjoyed that one. Um, another one that I, because uh, I'm a big comedy person. I love Christmas Vacation um classic 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 when we get to songs obviously that movie reminds us all of uh, melakalikimaka um but yeah i think there's some other movies that we haven't touched classic wise are we officially here to say that love actually is a christmas classic yes 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 just just for the musical scene at the end alone Okay. And then the little boy chasing her, that's enough for me. Sometimes I'll just go on yeah. YouTube if I don't want to sit through a two-hour movie and just watch that clip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the sequel, the Red Nose sequel? No. Oh, we I haven't the- even seen the first one. Oh. Well, here, here's, here's the first time I watched the movie, I must have been going through something. All I remember being oh. was like, this is fake. Love is not this real. Come on. This is a fake movie. 
I think I need to like go back now knowing that I do believe love is still fake um, and in a better place and see the movie and see how I feel. But I was like, this is just too romantic. This can't be true. Was your favorite storyline the one um, where, oh, I'm, I'm blanking I just, their names. I love Emma Thompson more than life yeah, itself. So. I was going to say, is that your favorite storyline? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Ian, you're shaking uh, your head. Alan Rickman buying that girl that, oh my God. <laughs> I, it makes me mad. And he's, <laughs> he's uh, you know, saying bad things about Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it was rough. It's a rough go, but it's so good. I mean, it's good. It's just, uh, oh, it's, for me, that felt like a personal attack. <laughs> now, an- another holiday movie that is played for an entire day, A Christmas Story. Okay, someone doesn't like it. Lindsay, why don't mm-hmm. you like it? I just don't resonate with it. I don't. Okay. I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like the little boy getting stuck on a pole. <laughs> I, I don't like the dad. I don't find any of them charming. It's just not. It's just not for me. But like I it's said, kind I'm of cringy watching movie. as an adult. It is. It's very cringy watching an adult. And it's like kid, it reminds me of like Napoleon Dynamite in that it's just like. <laughs> it's like a slice of life movie where like there are significant events but like in general you're just watching like this you know i'm just kind of like something happened you know that oh okay but then I'm, I'm some people are like this needs to be a musical you know we need to do this i'm like huh like oh the sexy a live lab. musical oh. as well <laughs> like okay i don't know where that came from that love yeah now what about it's a wonderful life we we better with that one. I watched that for the yeah. first time this year, um, and I I I'm so lame. I kept having to check on Wikipedia to see what was going to happen because I was so afraid something sad and tragic, and I was not in the mood. <laughs> like this is not the year for sad and tragic Christmas. Yeah. Um, so I spoiled myself, but it was it was very precious. It's a very sweet mm-hmm. sweet ending. Um, yeah, they don't make Christmas movies like that anymore. No 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 no. no. I will say it's a wonderful life could be a half hour shorter. Oh, fully. Well, yeah. like we could have the beginning, like he's a jerk, and then like the middle, like figuring out that he's a jerk could be like a little, little shorter, and then he's and then it's all good at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like the middle is a little bit of a snooze fest. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people that are jerks, there are a lot of versions of Scrooge, um, but I think we probably all have a a, a love. For a Muppets Christmas Carol. I would, oh, yeah. the best version. By far. Lindsay, what? No. I just it wasn't a Muppets kid. Okay, that's fair. It wasn't fair. a Muppets kid. Um, no, I'm sure oh, Emmett, Emmett Otter Jug Band Christmas. <laughs> I'm sure I was a Scooby-Doo girl. Oh, you would love it. It's so fun. It's probably on one of the streaming. I'm, I think I'm a little too so old for it. Emmett Otter. So I, I that one I would not be. Uh, familiar with but i think a muppet's christmas carol is a classic and the cut song that you can only get like on the special edition dvds between scrooge and bell have you it's like an epic like 80s like love ballad <laughs> it's iconic look it up uh, i think it's like what love remains what love is some something like that it's amazing and i'm very sad that it was taken out of the original version (laughs) and then other movies that i want to touch on before we move on home alone home alone 2 
Uh, Home Alone I, 2 is basically him trying to murder two people. <laughs> like, it makes me so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Like, when they drop a brick on his face, uh, I mean, I'll watch him. I watch both every year, but that that is, I cannot believe that they put that in. Like, he's literally is trying to murder him. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's really fun watching those movies back because I did again watched it as a child. Um, the, the it's really wild this year that there are some Gen Zers who did not realize that. Oh, that's Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Um, shame on you. I know, but yeah, has have you ever fantasized as a kid being left home alone and having just a holiday like that? Oh no. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I thought well, it was I, so fun. I, don't I thought it alone. would be so much fun, but I wouldn't want robbers to attack me. But <laughs> I fair. would want um I, the idea of getting to like enjoy the, everything by myself. Oh yeah, because when you're a kid, yeah, you like being with your family, but you're also kind of annoyed. Mm-hmm. I feel like it takes time for you to really appreciate that. Well, his family, his family awful. sucks. Yeah, his family's yeah, terrible. So awful. Yeah. Of course, I want to be alone if that was my family. Yeah. <laughs> um now let, yeah. let's let's take a poll here home alone one or home alone two uh one 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 andrew what are you i would say two just for the like the whole new york act aspect is that's fair so like as a kid like i always wanted to go to new york and i was like oh my gosh like i love it it's so cool so literally for that aspect i think two because it's like the one that I remember the most. Mm-hmm. Because well, the I always found lady. too. Yeah, the pigeon lady scared the crap out of me as a child. Uh, that's part oh, of the reason why I didn't love that movie. So I would pick number one. Piers Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also don't forget Donald Trump is that movie. Yeah. Apparently, oh. though, I read an article last week that he kind of forced his way. Like they didn't reach out to him to be in it. I, I don't remember the specifics, but he basically like forced. It all his way adds up. Yeah. yeah, it adds I mean, up. It, it's it's sad for me to watch it because I did grow up in in New Jersey, so I've always was in the city, and I used to love going to FAO Schwartz, and that doesn't really exist anymore. Mm. Um, it was the old new Apple Store, but yeah, it, it was it's it's sad to see that, but it, it it's a classic New York film too. I believe I firmly believe every year the Hallmark Channel decides to give us ten thousand Hallmark christmas movies i am proud to say i've watched a total of zero of them yeah i can't say the same oh okay this is good why do they make so many of the same movie with different white people playing the same parts i could not tell you um i wouldn't say i have seen them because i have wanted to Mm -hmm. but because my mom is a hallmark christmas movie junkie okay she has two different hallmark apps so that she never misses a hallmark movie she has her little ipad and before she goes to work in the morning she sees which one she hasn't seen and they're playing and she will record them on her little hallmark app so that she has a stop like she has every christmas hallmark movie recorded on her ipad for her viewing uh whenever she wants and she says and i quote i love them because I know exactly what's gonna happen and I can just turn my brain off. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Um, now, do you have a favorite or a recommendation of where we should start if we do wanna pop our Hallmark Channel Christmas movie, Cherry? 
Um, well, this is, it's a new one featuring the cream, the cream, oh my God, the queen of Christmas that she self-proclaimed, Candace Cameron. Um, oh, it's her <laughs> new one. Um, oh my gosh, what is it called? Uh, it is called If I Only Had Christmas. And it's like a modern spoof Wizard of Oz Christmas situation. And oh boy, like I said before, I love Judy Garland, so I love the Wizard of Oz. So I gravitated towards it. It's terrible, but like delicious. Okay. Okay. Maybe which maybe is kind of like all of them. I wouldn't recommend watching a Hallmark Christmas movie if you want anything of substance. That's fair. <laughs> and let's be honest, we had two entries of the into the holiday 2020 film franchise um, that were actually pretty damn good. So I want to talk about Happiest Season and Jingle Jangle. Um, okay. Have you seen either of them? Yes. I Jingle Jangle. I saw Happiest Season the day it came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, and yeah, I saw both. It was I forgot so, like what that was at first second, but I remembered it's the Kristen Stewart <laughs> yeah. one, right? We're talking about the Kristen Stewart movie. Yes, <laughs> so good. I was. I've never been a big fan of her. I, I never disliked her, but like I, I like. Let's, I let's know, start. Let's start with Happiest Season. Um, if you have not seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled, jump ahead a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but Happiest Season. Um. Kristen Stewart should not be in a rom-com ever. Never again. I loved it. It was so deliciously oh, bad. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It was so bad because the good, the good parts of this movie were the supporting characters played by oh, Aubrey 100%. Plaza and Dan Levy. Oh, I thought she was so good. I thought she was like born for that role. Like the not funny person in a rom-com. Right. But I think one of my favorite moments is now, I don't know if it was Clea Duvall as the director, writer, not thinking of this or what have you, but the character's supposed to be in the closet for the, for the holiday. And what does she wear to the holiday party? A lesbian suit. She's wearing a fucking lesbian suit. Does no one have a gaydar here? No, I, I think the point, though, was to be a devil's advocate. Is her family, uh, what, what's the other girl's name? Um, Harper? That was the name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, her family is so show. conservative and oblivious that they wouldn't even catch that. She wore like a gray, silver, uh, yeah, and like a black tie and a white shirt. And you're like, okay. Definitely. <laughs> we, would, we would understand that. But I think the point was this family is so sheltered and ridiculous and oblivious that it just went over their head. There's that's a good fair, chance fair. that could have been in Kristen Stewart's contract that she will not wear a dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. Um, <laughs> what I also find really interesting, and I think it's a, it's just a statement on casting and, and acting in general, is you have Victor Garber playing this kind of very heterosexual father figure, and he's a flaming homosexual. Yeah, but he's made his whole career of playing that role. I know, like, but it's it's now it's like in a gay movie. Of course, you pick Victor Garber. Yeah, because we feel because he's supposed to be like a little villainous, and if it's Victor Garber, we mm-hmm, feel a little fair. we feel safe. I was know? ready for him to at the end of the movie just be like, "I'm gay too," and I'd be like, "I'm not surprised." <laughs> no duh. Um, but no, I think this was a really fun movie. 
will it be a, 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 a classic? Let's give it a couple years. Um, I think mm-hmm. everyone is enjoying it this year. There's a lot of debate on um, who uh, Kristen Stewart's character should have ended up with. Um, that's with a, that's the, a fun... with the theories. Yeah, um, there there's apparently already a conversation about a sequel, so we'll see what happens. Oh god, uh, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I, I would highly recommend it. I watched it with my mom. Um, and then, and then there's Jingle Jangle on on Netflix. Um, I thought this was also very delightful. A little longer than I wanted to be. Um, so long. That last half hour after, like you know, there was that actual resolution. I was like, what? What, what else are we do? And oh, you just have Anika Nani Rose. You need to give her some screen time. I think Anika should could have came in like maybe a half hour sooner. Absolutely. Like, mom, come on home a little sooner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, come get your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Ian, what did you think of it? I really liked it. I thought that it was, uh, there was a lot going on for a lot of it. And I don't really buy uh, Keegan-Michael Key as a villain. He's too silly. He's very funny. He, yeah, it was very, um, the guy from Lazy Town to me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the uh, Robbie Rotten. Like, hey, I was just kind of like, uh, but, and in the end, like, of course, I had it all along. You know, like, I mean, oh, <laughs> let me spoil everything. Um, but, you know, I was just kind of like, okay. But I did really enjoy it. Um, I will say it is the better done version of, uh, this might be controversial, but also a new movie, Christmas on the Square, Dolly Parton's uh, Christmas movie. Yes. I think Jingle Jangle is the better of the two. Um, it's just messy. And I feel like if you're going to have Christine Baranski be the villain, but also the main character, which I understand, you need to have the opposing good force who is not Jennifer Lewis's character, but is actually the guy who was RuPaul's husband and AJ and the Queen, who like, or whatever. <laughs> he just, for me, couldn't carry it at the same level she did. So even though she's the bad person, I'm like, well, maybe they should sh- maybe they should sell this town. You know, like, yeah. maybe they should. I yeah, don't know. I, 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 says I, so. I did neglect Christmas on the Square mostly because I knew it would trash it, and I feel bad trashing anything Dolly Parton right now after, like, you know, she's she was great saving the world. Um, you yeah, literally movie, saving the world. That movie was not great. I watched it and I was like, oh, this is not meant for me, but it's meant for me, but it's not for me. I yeah. saw this clip of it on Twitter. I haven't seen the movie yet, but there was this clip I saw on Twitter of like one of the big dance numbers and like one of the dancers like so strongly started one of the numbers like too soon and like seamlessly goes into the second move. It was kind of iconic. And the fact yeah. that it didn't get edited out and is like in the film really brings it to life. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's uh, directed and choreographed by Debbie Allen, so clearly that's why oh. she signed on to do those big kicks. I want to play a game. Who likes play games? You want to play a game? Let's play, play a game! This is called Is This a Holiday Movie? And I'm going to give you a couple films, and you're going to tell me if this is a holiday movie. Because oh. these are debated, and I have some interesting feelings on some of them. We are going to start off with the Harry Potter films. No. No. Uh, they no. are transphobic. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah, I mean, because there's a Christmas scene, people lump it into uh, Christmas movies. I don't agree. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Nope. All right, next one. American Psycho. I've never seen that because I don't like watching people die. I'm going to say no. Maybe. No. 
<laughs> Krampus is. Sure. Maybe that could <laughs> right. be. Yeah. I don't think American Psycho is, though. There is a lot of uh, Christmas time in it. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Ter- Maybe in 2020, that's a Christmas movie, <laughs> but like no other year. Same way that Gremlins is kind of a Christmas movie. Well, that, yeah. Well, that was going to be my next one is Gremlins. Is that a Christmas yeah, movie? Yeah. I, I think it. so. I remember there's. Why some, not? I, that one I'll say yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next, we have Batman Returns. Oh. No. Absolutely. You're a liar, Ian. Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> why? Okay, so why is it a Christmas movie? Literally, like, if there was not Christmas, if it wasn't happening at Christmas, that film, the plot wouldn't like be happening. Like the sure, plot sure. of that film is, is literally dependent on the mm-hmm. time that it's on Christmas. Like it's Christmas time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Next- I think Danny DeVito in the is if you're wanting to watch a Danny DeVito Christmas. Special, you watch the, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas episode. He, he mm. shines in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Next one. This is going to be a hard one. A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Because at the end of the movie, it is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it centers around the importance. Well, not the importance. It has <laughs> nothing to do with the birth of Jesus or whatever. Um, but it has said it's the importance about, of um, Santa. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie and a Halloween movie. It's yeah, perfect. I think it's a I think it's a double whammy. There yeah. you go. If I it's had to pick November film. Yeah, I was gonna say that. If I had to pick is it Christmas or Halloween, I'd say it's Christmas. Okay, all right, all right. And finally, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Oh, the collective eye rolls on this. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> It's it not is. one that I will watch during Christmas time, but if you put a gun to my head and said, pick, it is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. it is. All right. I mean, you, you heard the panel. They have decided it is a Christmas movie. So, But we're not happy to... about it. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, none of us are happy to say it's a Christmas movie, but we know that if we say no, we're liars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, that was the movie portion of our show. We're going to move on to the holiday music. And I know we have a lot of feelings on holiday music here. We're going to start off with the most important question. What makes a good holiday song? Something that invokes a feeling of either peace and calm for me, or inversely, excitement and danceability. Okay, okay. Wait, like I literally agree one hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. that is that is it. That is that is the ticket. The only yeah. thing I would add too, and it's I mean, they're all kind of the same, but also a feeling of optimism. That's fair. I like that. Is there an ultimate holiday song? Oh, it's it's uh, all I want for Christmas is you, no question. I feel like we I, yeah me and it's so funny that it's become overdid it (laughs) and well i mean i love it i think it's of course it makes you want to dance when they play it at whatever uh well maybe not for you Lindsay, but whenever whatever gay bar i'm at on um on uh november 1st that starts playing all i want for christmas is you at midnight i mean it's great you know it's it's (laughs) over it's the beginning but for me and it's recently i would say in the last five years or so gained fame again is for me my favorite my staple is patty labelle's this christmas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i Ooh. mean but the actual version not the national tree lighting ceremony 
But because of that, it has gained more recognition. But for me, that one, I don't care what I'm doing, maybe driving. I will just start dancing. I mean, it's great. It, there's just, ah, uh, it's wonderful. Do you have wonderful. your backup singers with you right now? I do. I do. Where are they at? <laughs> but get those cute. I need to see that card again. The card again. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think that my favorite, like, modern Christmas classic is Where Are You Christmas from The Grinch, also written by Mariah Carey. So they're like, sis, it's like sisters to All I Want for Christmas is You. I just think it's like, like Ian was saying, I think that song has more of the, like, what was the first thing you said, Ian? The, the not invokes, dance. Like, peace and calm. Yeah. And there's just, I just love it. It's just like, I don't know. And I love Faith Hill. I just think it's iconic. I am very much, in, when it comes to music in general, I'm not a ballad person. I need an up-tempo song. I love fast, fun music. But as a kid, one of my absolute favorite songs, and maybe it's me and my obsession with presents, was the Alvin and Chipmunks Christmas song. Oh, that's cute. I love that song so much. I mean, I want a hula hoop too. Yeah. Um, and then like other songs that I always loved was um, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. I was oh, literally yeah. about to say that. That song is everything. And my mom is what's her name? Gail? Just the a little, that, just that little small girl. Look, look. There it is. There, there's the hippopotamus. Oh, there it is. Now <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about covers and everything as we go along, but I have officially decided that one of the best artists to cover Christmas songs is Casey Musgraves. Interesting. Her Christmas um, album is so good. It's so good. I would say the best, but I would. It's very would, good. Um, she's done um, that cover of I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Love it. But I'm obsessed, and I mentioned the song before, I'm obsessed with her cover of Melakaliki Maka. Oh. I her first album version is very good, but then from her Christmas special last year, uh, she did it as a duet with uh, Zoe Deschanel. And it was very cute, very, very quirky, very adorable. Hmm. The song? I, I also really love glittery with her and, and Troy Savan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay, celebration. <laughs> so as a kid, I loved um, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey's version of Baby It's Cold Outside, <laughs> which is hysterical because I did not understand the lyrics. <laughs> That's fair. It's the same as um, uh, It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. Like I, used, That was on my now five CD yeah. or whatever as a kid. And then I listened <laughs> to it as an adult. <laughs> oh, like that's, that's how I feel about Baby It's Cold Outside. Obviously yeah. not as raunchy. Um, but oh, I loved that version. I feel like yeah. a lot of cl- Christmas classics when it comes to music are from the past. And then it's a cover of it that gets reinvents the wheel. Mm-hmm. Aside from All I Want for Christmas is You, I feel like the other, it's not even modern, but it was from the past like 30 plus years that has lasted as a Christmas classic, I would say is Last Christmas. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and the million covers of it. Exactly. I mean, we love Wham, <laughs> yeah. we love George Michael, but I, I mean, I, I don't know if like those two, I feel like are have been the last real new Christmas songs that have stayed the test of time. I mean, we have songs like, my only wish this year um underneath the tree 
Yeah. Under, I was literally going to say, I think underneath the tree, I mean, it's only about five or six years old, but give it some time. Mm-hmm. I think it'll stand the test of time. That's fair. What's the Jesse J one? Man with the bag? Man with the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if any of these will remain for a while. Yeah, I love, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, um, and I loved her song last year, Christmas Tree Farm. I don't see it, like, sticking around as a mm-hmm. classic, but I do see it being played on the radio forever just because it's Taylor Swift and it's a beat. But I, I don't know anybody that's like, goes to Christmas karaoke and is choosing to sing that song. Yeah, that's fair. And I think when it comes to Christmas covers, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I think the most of the elite Christmas covers are gonna be from the Glee Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> Let fair. me tell, literally I have, ev- every single Glee Christmas album on like an actual CD. They oh, wow. just like, and the, in the Christmas episodes, the one where they like did the spoof on the Judy Garland Christmas special, which is like probably my favorite Christmas special of all time. Just like, they're just so deliciously camp. And then, I mean, majority of them are just like incredible singers too. It's just like, you can't like not feel good listening to it, yeah. I think. You know what, that reminded me, Christmas wrapping, like it's not a top mm-hmm. one, but that one stuck around yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I love Heather Morris's cover. When you said so that's exactly what I thought of, but that one's kind of stuck around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we the waitresses originated it and then you yeah. had the Spice Girls try their cover of it and the, the people have tried it. It's a it's a not an easy song to sing. No. Um, but speaking of covers. This may be dating me a little bit, but a lot of my Christmas music came from um, A Very Rosy Christmas, uh, the the two mm-hmm. uh, Rosie O'Donnell Christmas albums that she would uh, perform with her celebrity friends. Uh, so that's a lot of where I got like my Christmas music from, like her singing uh, Silver Bells with Macy Gray um, or rocking around the Christmas tree with Jessica Simpson. Like this, these were the albums that I used to listen to and the covers that I always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Her and Smash Mouth doing nothing for Christmas. Those are the fun ones. Um, but again, it's dating me a little bit. Um, one other song that I wish would have been a um, an old instant classic. I feel like maybe if she put it out now, it would have been, but Lady Gaga's Christmas tree. Oh, oh so my God. God. The so only place good. you wanna, wanna be, is, be un- is underneath my Christmas tree. <laughs> it's so raunchy and I love it. So we funny. need a raunchy Christmas song. It's um, gotta be one of the raunchiest. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I now, love it. A high die for her. <laughs> when it comes to uh, classics, we do have novelty songs. Songs like Dominic the Donkey and Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's a good one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love that. You guys, I, the, the cartoon what? was funny too. Yeah. Why do we love these tragic songs? I mean, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is really tragic. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I was banned from listening to it. My grandma doesn't like it. She's like, really? I just For think that's obvious just, reasons. I think it's just awful. It's just awful. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I didn't grow up listening to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not about it. And then Dominic the Donkey, the Italian Christmas Oh, Well, of course. The Italian Christmas donkey. And it's like, ee-haw, 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 ee-haw. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fun one. Because um, I remember Z100 like, in New York, every holiday season, they would play it every fucking morning. 
um, mm-hmm. that song would come on, and, and I'm like, this is so ridiculous, but we love a novelty song. <laughs> you know what I had, too? Um, and I didn't know we had it until high school. Like, I was going through our bin of Christmas music, Jingle Cats, where it's just cats meowing Christmas songs. Oh, boy. Why, oh. my, mom, why my mom saw that at a store and was like, yes, this is what we need to purchase. But it's hysterical to listen to. It's a good person. Um, and then we have songs like... Um, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. cute. I never cute. wished for that as a child. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people are SNL fans, but '90s SNL, early 2000s SNL, those are that's my peak years. Um, so one of my favorite songs that came out of SNL was "I Wish It Was Christmas Today." It was the. Mm. Um, it was always the. Um, cold opening with uh, Tracy Morgan and Jimmy um, Fallon and Chris Kattan and uh, Chris Parnell and they're doing this weird Christmas song and then all of a sudden with the synth on the piano they just start playing like dinosaur noises and all these things there's like five iterations of it even one including the Muppets doing it Um, so if you have not if you're not familiar with that song um, go check it out because then it was covered by Julian Casablancas um it's a it's a great little song what other songs have that we haven't touched are like favorites of yours that are must listens i don't know if it's a song but in my opinion the most iconic christmas album is the carpenter's christmas portrait okay that's classic like it's like a classic and there's just like so many great songs and all, and like we said, like so many great covers, and I don't know. There's something about Karen Carpenter's voice mm-hmm. that just makes me feel at home and like feel safe. Like anytime, like no matter what time of year it is, uh, if I'm feeling like sad or whatever, like or homesick or or anything like that, like I will put on that album and I will instantly be in a good mood. Yeah, I I feel like a full Christmas album for me is always a good thing like i love kelly clarkson's wrapped in red so good <laughs> excellent 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 any other albums that we love um i do love taylor swift it was more of an ep um it came out like i think probably a year after her first album and it's four covers maybe five covers and then two original songs but i mm-hmm. thought she did a really good job and i'm not really a country music person but I've listened, I, I have the disc. I've listened to it every year. I love it. So then when Christmas Tree Farm came out, I was very excited. And I'm curious to see too, I don't know how big of Swifties fans you guys are, but she's re-recording all of her own music. And I'm curious if oh. that'll include that album. Interesting. We'll find out soon, I'm sure. Yeah. I love <laughs> the David Archuleta Christmas from the Heart album. It's yes. great. Oh boy. I yeah. knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, I he just he just gets me he gets my heart he's he's a great singer um yeah. but must but must classics for me uh, I mean Stevie Wonder what Christmas means to me mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful great song um anything I mean Frosty the Snowman sleigh ride anything Ella Fitzgerald Christmas time fantastic you hear the music and just know what it is and I recently like refound this song as of like two weeks ago an old christmas song i remember hearing when i was little and then i just was like oh yeah gee whiz it's christmas by carla thomas mm-hmm. i don't know it 
it's so good and I would hear it all the time when I was little because I grew up on like Motown Christmas music um being from Michigan woo! Mm -hmm. and so that was how I that's the music I grew up listening to and then I just I know that song but I had like forgotten about it and I was like oh this is so good Merry, Merry Christmas how you been yeah, so they, I'm making a fool um, of myself, but uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, Darlene Love. I, I mean, uh, Twenty Feet from Stardom. Mm -hmm. That that song is so. Uh, Baby, please come home. Yep. So amazing. So I remember amazing. every year she would perform it on the View. Yep. Mm -hmm. I just realized how have we not brought up Michael Bublé? Well, oh, we're, he's at my we, cover. We, we, we were yeah. we're gonna we're gonna touch on Michael okay. Bublé in a second, but because he's he's gonna get lumped into the section of is this problematic? Um, because okay. listen, I love Celine Dion. She wow. now she could never get away with singing Felice Navidad. No, but she did. No, even she though did. Gwen Stefani literally did it like last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But her cover of Feliz Navidad is so iconic. I would have to agree. <laughs> I she can wish me a Merry Christmas every day. That's fine. Celine, every you're, day. Welcome. you're more than welcome <laughs> to. But problematic. Michael Bublé is one of the many singers who have covered Baby It's Hold Outside. <laughs> are we canceling it? Are we fine with it? How are we feeling about Baby It's Cold Outside? I look at it the same way I look at, let's say, like a John Hughes movie, where you know, you know what it is. You can embrace it for the period that it came out, and you just, you just go with it. You know, it's understand. It's for me. It's like a good talking point. Um, you can appreciate it for when it came out and what it was. And we can discuss why it's problematic and we just can go with it. You know, we don't got to do new covers. We don't need to make it our top song. But we can appreciate it for what it was. Sure. I can't remember. I think it was Lady Gaga on her Thanksgiving special. She did it, but she did the guy part. And it was like, and I think it was, um, oh my gosh, what is... The guy, this is like not the movie that like I should know him from, but from The Dark Knight Rises, the John, Oh, I'm pretty, he's also in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah. She sings that with him on, on one of her Thanksgiving specials and they like role reverse it. And that I kind of love. I need to watch that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know that there that cancel culture loves to try to cancel things. I know that's been tried to can been canceled a few times, but yeah, I I, I feel like yeah, I mean, we don't need a new cover of it anytime soon. We have enough of them, mm -hmm. um, including the Michael Bublé cover. Um, what makes Michael Bublé such a good Christmas ar artist? It's his voice. It's kind yeah. of he's got the Josh Groban thing too. Josh Groban, I'd put in the same category. They just have a voice that's meant for Christmas music. Mm -hmm. Like it's calm. It's even killed. It's just, it's relaxing it get, and it gets, it's a very like, you sit at home, wrap yourself up, you drink some hot chocolate and you put on Michael Bublé. I also think he's perfectly marketed towards 40 year old white women. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like 40 year old white women and Christmas music, it's like, it kind of goes hand in hand. So like, yeah. obviously they're obsessed with him, 
So that's why I feel like that's how he kind of became the king of Christmas is because all of these married white women are like in love with him. <laughs> Not discrediting his talent, but like that also adds to it. It's, it's yeah. so true. It's so true. Now, how many of you have gone door to door Christmas caroling? I've done it. Oh, I'm raising my so hand. Embarrassing. <laughs> I've done it before, but it was a group. It was like, like when I did cross country in high school, we uh-huh. had a Christmas party and we all did it uh-huh. together. I would never do it by myself with did you one other person. Did you door open and every single song you started with uh, was We Wish You a Merry Christmas? <sighs> Ours Maybe? was. I don't remember. I, did it with, I used to always carol, my uh, high school choir would force us to do that. It was like part of our grade. And yes, we always started with, we wish you a Merry Christmas. My favorite is when they they would like open the door and then we would start singing and then no one ever slammed the door, but like we would be like halfway through the first stanza and they just like very slowly close the door and turn off the porch light. I never had that happen. It's traumatic at the time, but now clearly it's great for a good story. <laughs> yeah, I, I I never grew up in a uh, in an area where there were multiple houses that people would want to go caroling by me. But I can just imagine myself as like a older teenager seeing them coming down the street and just packing up and getting out away so no one thinks I'm home. Oh, yeah. I'm such a weirdo. I'm like, please come, like. <laughs> Come inside. Well, maybe. I mean, if you weren't if you weren't in LA, I'd say maybe you can get some COVID carolers, but I don't think that's a possibility. Yeah. Technically, I'm in Orange County. Okay, true. The, oh, right, right, right. Um, I don't know if that's any better. I watch The Real Housewives. I know what OC is like. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like it's it's so funny when to watch shows like that, and then people talk. I'm like, oh yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, I like depict geography towards like the Real Housewives. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like Atlanta. Like, the only thing I know about Atlanta is from the Real Housewives. So, like, that's Atlanta to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like Peachtree, like that. You know, like down the main stretch. You know, like okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, coming coming on the podcast in 2021. I haven't started officially doing it yet, but I will be doing um, uh, a series by series. Um, season one recap of Real Housewives. So I'm going to need some experts to come on to talk about uh, each season. I will say I'm a Roni expert, baby. <laughs> the only one that I have watched all of them, except for this last current season, is New Jersey. And that's simply because they're from the town next to me and I've seen them before. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> um, yeah, but that that's coming in 2021. There's the, there's the exclusive kids. Um, I have you on here because you both have holiday playlists ah yes 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 it was so funny. So and i just for the listeners at home i only knew michael so i didn't know ian or andrew and ian sent his christmas list in our little group chat and i said mine there's maybe what three overlap <laughs> now before the we... same length yes yes crazy well now now before it's impressive we discuss the individual lists. Andrew, what makes a good Christmas playlist? Ooh, I think what makes a good Christmas playlist is variety in styles, but also generations. So like 
having good like 1940s and 50s like classics but you know I also want to hear Ariana Grande's uh Santa tell me you know what I'm saying like I need both I need it all and right. I think I mean I know Ian's I don't I don't know uh Lindsay's playlist too well but I I can confidently say that Ian does does give that to us he gives it yeah. to the people Ian let, let's talk about the origin of this playlist when did you start it I started it about two and a half years ago in the summertime. I was having a rough summer, the summer of 2018. And I discovered something, this is kind of a non sequitur, but um, I discovered that you can see what people are listening to um, on Spotify, unless you turn it off. I think it might be different now, but at the time you could actively see what people on your friends list on Spotify were listening to in that moment. And I had one of my friends who was listening to Christmas music. And I was like, oh, I turned mine off because I thought that was creepy. And then I said, I think that is such a fun, they got so cool, like you're doing it right now. I'm like, and that would that does bring you joy. So I started curating this list and it has gone through, I mean, there have been things I've crossed out or brought back. Maybe it's cold outside um, was crossed out after the first one and it has been brought back. But I think after this discussion, I'm going to re-listen to a couple versions. I remember the Jessica Simpson one being so good when I was little and loving that. So I think I might give that one a listen and see if that gets added back on. But um, we recently just surpassed four, four hours and one minute. Um, and uh, it's just been a long journey of finding these things like gee whiz, it's Christmas. The song I said, I just recently was like, oh yeah. And where does that fit in here um, in this playlist? And how is it all going to sound together and making things kind of go away from it and whatever but it's a playlist that I can listen to while I'm running as I'm doing whatever just kind of play in the background and if I catch a song that for me I'm like oh like because it's I just play mine through shuffle not straight through that might be a 2021 invention but from like oh this is not what I want to be hearing right now I'll you know see maybe if I have to take it out or whatever needs to be done um there was, um, the reason why it can't be played straight through is because right in the beginning, I think it's like the fourth and fifth song are two songs from like the RuPaul Christmas album. And it's so like back to back after you just listened to like Bing Crosby sing something is a little jarring. So I was like, <laughs> I recommend you shuffle it. Like, I don't know. Hey, but, sis, it's um, Christmas. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that Christmas cookies, I had to take that one out um, after the first <laughs> one year as well. I, people were like, what am I listening to? Because I work for like a restaurant group and I would always tell them about my uh, 57 followers, as of today, everyone, uh, on Apple Tunes and iMusic. Um, but um, <laughs> Apple Tunes and iMusic, wait, what? <laughs> you have been, you created some- Rebranding. <laughs> on my own, on Spotify and um, Apple Music. No, no, and maybe iTunes, I don't know, if you want to buy it. Um, but uh, they'll play it throughout the rest restaurants um so park avenue tavern refinery rooftop these restaurants will, in new york city will play that my christmas album as like their holiday playlist so awesome. every once in a while they'll be like this song is a lot so i'll be like okay maybe like they'll be like i felt like i had to change the song when the song came on like this rupaul song kind of threw me there's some i won't take out but yeah so for the listeners where can they access this how can they get your christmas list you can look up ian's ultimate christmas playlist on uh spotify or apple music it shows up more readily on spotify it can be kind of hard to find at apple music yeah but um uh if i and i I don't know why that is maybe there's a way i can remedy that i think maybe the there is like two christmas tree emojis 
mm-hmm. at the beginning. And I think that might throw it out of, of sync on the Apple Music. That's all I can think of, though. So add those Christmas tree emojis in. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, I think it was last year that I first noticed your playlist. And I was like, interesting. And I listened to it. And I think it's a lot of fun. Now, Lindsay, when did you start yours? Um, so I was late to the game with Spotify because I, I'm like not a cheap person, but there's just certain things and I'm like, I don't want to pay for that. So I had an iPod. I kept buying iPods on Craigslist, used ones, adding music on there until they just kept dying. And I was like, you know what? $15 a month, it's worth it. So I made it about a month, month and a half ago, but it was like all the songs that had been on my iPod or, mm-hmm. you know, years ago I was you know, putting in CDs, like, oh, Taylor Swift CD, oh, Jessica Simpson. So I made it about a month and a half ago. And I just, it's, I think the big difference is mine's much more modern, whereas yours is a lot more classics. And mine is a lot of the same artists, whereas I was looking at yours just now, you have quite a variety. So Andrew would definitely pick yours. Like as he was describing what he thought was the perfect Christmas playlist. I'm sitting there like, no, that's not mine. I do have some glee on it though. I did not see any glee on his. Ooh, she does so, have on you. There might be a little bit of redemption. Um, no, but yeah, I, mine yeah, are a lot of- submissions. Yes, I, the, Christmas rapping, Heather Morris. I, I love that song. Um, but so yeah, so mine's pretty much a beat. And then the only- mellow i would say is michael buble and then whitney houston's um do you hear what i hear oh love that version nice like now Ian, you you said you do take submissions have you had to say to anyone yeah no <laughs> i did i recently said that to my friend alasia she submitted some songs to me and um uh santa claus goes straight to the ghetto was one that I was highly considering by James Brown. It's so okay. good. Um, highly considering it, but it's something that I'm just be like, not enough people because at the beginning it, it was all about me, the playlist, and I was just sharing my joy with other people. Mm-hmm. But now that I have 57 and growing every day, uh, people that are like, you know, listening to this at their family parties and stuff, I want people to all be able to connect with it and then get a little culture with the RuPaul Christmas album. Um, um, but I, there was that one. And then also this Christmas, um, the cover by Chris Brown. That's fair. Yeah. Lindsay, are you able to take submissions? Are you ready for the fans to give you ideas? Oh, absolutely. Because you know how much Christmas music there is out there that I don't even know exists? Exactly. I am happy to take submissions. I don't think I have any followers, but I think if you type in Lindsay's Christmas playlist, it'll probably come up. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll uh, figure out so, a way to, to yeah. link it um, eventually. But Andrew, do you have a playlist? Are you, are you I do not it? have a playlist. I think you got to get on it. You got to get on it. Well, I exclusively use Ian's Christmas playlist. <laughs> I am one of those followers and so uh, I don't I don't want to be in competition with such an iconic playlist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I I mean I've not made my playlist shareable yet um cuz now I want to go back in time and like look at what I put in there. But I have a much love and fascination with the um drag race queens and their uh the the christmas queens albums that have come out i think there's only like four of them um but they're they're alaska's new christmas song alaska has yeah there's some really good ones on there um but most of them are covers some of them are not like you have katya um doing her character uh her russian character doing the 12 days of christmas but it's with russian 
things. It's ridiculous. Oh. Um, and then you have like Christmas is coming with Ivy Winters, Darian Lake, and Pandora Box, and it's just cute. It's fun. It's Drag Race. Um, so I that's a lot of my playlist on there. Um, but they haven't done it in the past two years, which is really really sad because you know they turn all those things into tours. Uh, mm, so you would think yeah. they would have a little more. Um, yeah. Stephanie's Child has a new uh, has well, a. Christmas EP. Yes, let's dis- let's discuss um, holiday albums and singles of 2020. You just men- mentioned Christmas Dolls Volume One by Stephanie's Child, featuring not one but two Rue girls. As yeah. of today, um, Rose is a Rue girl. Um, Justice for Laguna. Come on, next season. Let's do it, bitch. <laughs> next season. What a story, you know. Just 12, 13, 14. I feel yeah. like I feel like it's the narrative. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, they have it's a three song EP, uh, very very good, very 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 well produced. I I enjoy it. Um, we also have a Holly Dolly Christmas. Um, Dolly Parton put out her album this year, featuring a cover of "All I Want for Christmas Is You," as a duet with Jimmy Fallon. So that happened. That was a, a thing. choice. It was a choice, and it was a very wrong choice. But yeah. <laughs> that happened. Listen, I think I he's a great kind. comedian. He is not a singer. So again, another wrong choice. We're gonna we're bringing it back to the theater world right now, making allowing him to sing. You'll be back on the Hamilton uh, mixtape. Wrong choice. Very very wrong choice. But yeah. I digress. Uh, what else do we have? We have a very trainer Christmas by Megan Trainer. Um, and it's all. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's all new music. It's not any covers. Right? Uh, no, I think it's all covers. No, I thought I I just had seen it before, like right before we did this podcast, oh. and I thought I saw that it was all new music. But I don't have a researchers on the. Yeah, I, I I threw my phone away for emotional reasons, so I don't have my phone. I can't do fact checking right now. Well, I'll look. Um, oh no! It, it, I'm sorry. It features. There's a few. Original. There's a few. Yeah, um, and then we have a Tori Kelly Christmas for those Tori Kelly oh fans. Oh, hmm And it's not a new song, but it's a new version of it. We have Oh Santa, Mariah Carey featuring Ariana Grande and Jennifer Hudson. You that can scoop them up and swoop them right down my chimney. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. So I don't like Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande. They just, they don't seem like people that I'd want to hang out with. I still can't get over the Ariana Grande licking the donut thing. That was weird. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that. And I would lick a donut. <laughs> no, she licked it and then put it back for See, people to weird. eat. It was, it was very bizarre. But anywho, um, yeah. I had I had both Mariah Carey Christmas albums and I loved Oh Santa. Or yeah. And when that uh, when that new version came out, I immediately sent it in our group message. It is so good. I don't I'm gonna put all the credit to Jennifer Hudson because I do love her. So and I don't like the other two, so we'll just we'll just say that. But oh, it's so good and so catchy. So I've been listening to it more than all I want for Christmas is you this season. Yeah, I I mean when Oh Santa first came out, um, I was like, this is so good. This is a great song. It was a great way to open up the um, album. Um, so and I even when I when I was still writing plays, that I was like part of one of the plays I wrote. Like that was the intro of the scene. Um, I was like, oh, co- of course you're gonna put these two on this song, but. There, the, the, the story of Oh Santa with this trio is leaving out the Oscar winner in the whistle tone. Oh, yeah. They're like, we're going to pan right over by Jennifer Hudson. And she's like, are you and kidding And that's, that was the one thing where I was kind of like, I feel like Jennifer Hudson was underutilized in the song. 
but mm-hmm. that she has such a, a powerful voice where I feel like maybe it would have been hard for them to fully incorporate her anyway. Right. But then it was just like, also in the, in the music video, I feel like they would show her for a second unless it was a group shot and they were hurriedly going to someone else. It, she mm-hmm. wasn't a great lip syncer. So I mean, that yeah, be- yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say that. There are moments when I'm like, mumbled marble mouth. <laughs> but then she I mean she sounds amazing, but they're like, here she is, and back to the other two. And I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> But, yeah, I, when yeah. it first came out, I was going to make a, a Instagram story and say, look at the new music from Nick Cannon's ex, the Nickelodeon girl and the American Idol loser. And I thought people would be pissed at <laughs> yeah. me, even though I'm joking. But yeah, I, so think I was funny. like, it is funny. It is funny because yeah. the, the reality is they're all the things are true. They're true. <laughs> they're all true. So <laughs> it's just not this. The, the super stands would destroy me oh yeah oh ariana fan twitter would would find you and burn you at the stake those 12 year olds are vicious it's so scary you could be like uh the victorious (laughs) co-star and the the co-star of victorious oh yeah um other other um, any other christmas albums or singles that came out in 2020 that i left off carrie underwood my guest Uh uh-huh yes 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 carrie underwood and her with along with her HBO Max special, which I literally watched last night and cried from beginning to end. If you like, she just is a voc- like vocally just like unreal in this Christmas special. I like like if you just want to sit down and enjoy nice singing, like that is the special. There's there's no stick. There's no like oh here come the dancing Santas. Like there's no like that. It's literally just her singing beginning mm-hmm. to end. But it's beautiful and her rendition of oh holy night in the christmas special i would call it iconic all right and mm-hmm. how, how, how she looking these days i know she had some literally has her her face from when she was 26 years old you can't even see scar baby oh my gosh she looks money amazing. can buy anything literally yeah, uh, incredible she she's hysterical. She... i remember when it happened and she was like guys i'm just i'm warning you you're not gonna like what you see. I'm gonna look totally different. And then the first time I saw her, I was like, "Okay." What, what happened? <laughs> she said, "I look ten years younger." <laughs> You're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> is, I, I want her surgeon's number. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anyone who has never put out a Christmas album that you're like, "This person needs to put out a Christmas album"? Ooh, that's Lady a great Gaga. Uh, okay, uh, you want a full Gaga Christmas? full Gaga Christmas album. I can't tell if I want like a full like pop, like let's let's bring back Christmas tree, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or if we're gonna have like a Tony Bennett part two Christmas album. You know, sure, I sure. think I think I would be happy with anything. And then I leave it at that. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Who else? You know, who, who do you want one from? Um, well, she's not going to give it to us. Amy Winehouse. No, she's not going to give it to us, but that would be, that would have been a very good Christmas album. Yeah, it would have been amazing. Mm -hmm. It would have been so good. She, I, they released that one song. Um, she did, uh, I saw mommy kissing Santa Mm -hmm, Claus and it's so good. I was like, oh, she just, I mean, they didn't ask her. She just went for that. When you have a jazzy vocal, you can pull off Christmas music. Lindsay, one of the great. Lindsay, who do you want to hear a Christmas album from? 
I would love, God, if, okay, Christmas drinking game. Every time Lindsay brings up Taylor Swift, take a drink. Really drunk <laughs> I'm already drunk. Yeah, I, so her original EP was country. So mm-hmm. because I love Christmas Tree Farm, I'd love a Taylor Swift pop country album. Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, a pop Christmas album. Yeah, that okay. would be so good. I would like, and this is this is some people maybe not be familiar. I don't know. We'll see. I would like to hear a Mika Christmas album. I don't know who that is. Mm. He's a, um, a, you know the song Grace Kelly. Yeah, he, that singer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Or maybe you know what? Or I'll take an Adam Lambert Christmas. Ooh, oh, yeah, that too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there other Christmas? songs that we've missed in this part of the discussion um uh whitney houston joy to the world georgia mass choir mm-hmm. beautiful song long great um david archuleta or christmas from the heart okay i will say just a song that like really affected me in my childhood just because my mom loved this song so much was christmas shoes <gasps> yes i was hoping we wouldn't discuss it because oh that song oh my god and then the lifetime movie that are, are you holding are you are, the the, are you, are you holding the book or the movie the book the book i have the movie though <laughs> i remember hearing that song as a child and being like this is depressing. Why do people love this song? It is sad. It's so sad. And it was. Have you a- seen the movie? No, I don't. It's even sadder. See, no, that's, no but I feel like no that's thanks. what gives it like the like when you oh the relationship yeah. and like the the show. I'm like oh, but Rob Lowe, like Rob Lowe learning the beginning of Christmas at the end. Mm-mm. You oh know, and I always just imagined it was a pair of hot pink pumps. I always did. <laughs> I never, I, they don't say she wants a sensible boot or like a sensible slide loafer. I don't know. I imagined it was a hot pink pump. I thought she was going to party with Jesus. I think the you know? movie, the movie, they're like red pumps with a bow on it, if I'm remembering. See, she doesn't need yeah. those. No. <laughs> Yeah, you that's sorry. Right before, <laughs> I though she I will say, pump to see Jesus, baby. Let me. I, I, I have asked a few drag queens to perform that number, and they said absolutely not, just yeah. because they know they would destroy the bar. But I was like, that's the fun of it. That's the joke. Is you're doing yeah. this song so campy? Maybe maybe next year when bars are reopen, we'll we'll get to see. Yeah. That. I would love yeah. to see Pixie Aventura do it. Yeah, that would yeah. be fun. Um. Yeah, other other songs, other covers that I just want to throw out there that I think are some of the most ridiculous covers, but I love them. Bob Dylan's cover of It Must Be Santa. But watch the music video because he is incoherent the entire time. I am not sure what drugs or booze he's on. It's it's wild. The other one is Twisted Sisters, Oh Come All You Faithful. Because it is basically matched up with We're Not Gonna Take It. It's the same beat and everything. It's kind of amazing. Hmm. I've never heard it, and I feel like un-American that I have not heard that. It's really wild, but yeah, those those I just want to leave us with those. That's the kind of music for the holidays I will listen to. 
I just realized I, I cannot believe this is completely I just spaced. Uh, Hillary Duff's Christmas album when she does the uh, duet with Lil Romeo. Oh my god. <gasps> Oh, oh, tell me a story. Oh, I believe. Oh, I believe. How did I not think? Of, oh, I'm adding it to my playlist right now. Oh yeah. How did I? That is the most cringy music video. <laughs> that and I loved the Santa Claus. Wait, down Santa Claus Lane. Yes, I remember that. I just I cannot believe. I I haven't thought about this until just this moment. I'm adding it right now as we speak. Amazing. Yeah, I, if we're gonna go into Disney Channel star covers, I will say Demi Lovato's version of "Wonderful Christmas Time." Yes, very good, is very good, kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. It's very good. All right, we're gonna move into our last portion. It's the holidays, gifts, and treats section. Um, what are the essential holiday treats? Now, just not not just cookies in general. Like, what are the treats that you need for the holidays? Cinnamon rolls, Christmas morning, freshly mm -hmm. baked, magic bars, um, which is just like graham cracker, layer butter, uh, uh, chocolate chips, two different kinds, nuts, coconut, condensed milk over the top, bake it, amazing, Christmas, mm -hmm. love it. Absolutely. Um, some puppy chow uh, with those little red and green M&Ms in it, um, fudge, holiday fudge, church windows, the chocolate thing with the marshmallow thing. I do this all and more, uh, rock candy, you know, but I don't like the people who do the thing where they're like, they change the color and the flavor. So you take a green one and it's like, well, green kind of works. Um, you take a red one and it's like blue raspberry. I don't know, it's not a real flavor. I don't know. I have a bad <laughs> example. Or like it's yellow when it's watermelon flavored. Something like, I hate when people do that. I need them to be like, like the yellow and lemon, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And now I just see, oh, oh, wait, 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 last thing. Those tins of popcorn with the trifold in the middle mm -hmm. that you can get with like the, the butter, the cheddar, and then the caramel, which everyone just goes to the caramel first, are a necessity. Yeah, all right, all right. Specifically from Walgreens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Andrew, what, do you, what are your holiday treat essentials? I, my holiday like essential every year my mom always makes a pumpkin roll and like mm -hmm. I when I think about Christmas like I think about that homemade pumpkin roll and with like the, the cream cheese filling and the powdered sugar on top like truly like when she makes that I have it for like breakfast and dessert like for an entire week it's like what mm. I look forward to every year I'm counting down the days as we speak nice <laughs> Lindsay? So as a kid, actually, this could, I just thought about this. So as a kid, we always did the advent calendars. So every single mm -hmm. day, like a little chocolate was a treat, except when I was, I want to say four and I ate the whole thing in one day and then threw up. I remember that very vividly. My mom was like, okay, for now on, we are putting this on the top shelf of our cabinet. <laughs> so that was always, and then the other big thing, it cracks me up. Cause you guys keep talking about like, these homemade treats. Meanwhile, last night I had a link with mac and cheese for dinner. Um, so what we always get is um, they only sell it around the holiday season, but it's weird because they don't market it as a holiday treat. It's the um, white chocolate covered Oreos. Mm. And, like, oh, yeah. If you eat one, it has like 400 calories. I, I remember eating a whole bunch and then looking at the box one year and realizing that one, one cookie <laughs> was a serving size. Uh, but we put them in the freezer and 
they just taste so much better. It's like thin mints. When you put it in the freezer, it's like a whole new cookie. Those. And then um, Trader Joe's. I don't know if Trader Joe's is a thing where any of you guys live. Oh, of course. Um, East Coast too, baby. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, the, the frosted gingerbread cookies, they come in like a little red bag and they're little. Those, I love those mm-hmm. as well. For me, I, I know it's officially the holiday season when I can walk into a Starbucks and get a cranberry bliss bar. Yeah. I, I just had one the other day. Love them. So good. So much. And my mom knows how much I love them. So she'll, when I come home, she'll buy like the box of it and put it in the fridge and have oh. them ready for me. But she loves making cookies. She'll make so many kinds of cookies. Her specialty are little shortbread cookies in a variety of flavors. So like Heath bar, lemon poppy seed, cranberry orange, chocolate chip. Those are my favorite treats. Mm. I want to talk about three items that are hit or miss treats for people. First off, the Yule log, that bog of chocolate and weirdness. Do we like it? I've never eaten that. I didn't even I don't think I've, I've seen it before. I've never consumed one. Mm-hmm. Same. I thought you. I thought it was like a big piece of wood that you put in your fireplace. <laughs> well, it is, it is, but like it's it, there's the um the 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 uh, cho- edible ones, the chocolate ones. Yeah, no, I just thought it was like. Well, know. yeah, it's but it looks like a. It, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's. I feel like it's usually chocolate and orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is a com is a is a normal combination for the Yule yep. log. I've had a little bit. It's pretty good, but it's more so just a decoration. I feel like fair, usually, fair. I, I guess when I think holidays, I don't think, mm, you log. Well, speaking <laughs> of, we're going to rhyme it, log and nog, how do we feel about eggnog? Not for me. <laughs> me. Me either. None of us here. All right. We are anti-eggnog on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't get people no, who like it. I, no. It's the texture. No. Uh-uh. It's gross. And finally, for Ugh. cake. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, you, no. you, you like do it. not like fruitcake. I do. I love like a fruitcake. I do. Yeah. So my grandma's, my grandma's, uh, well, it was really my grandpa's friend, Jean, who used to always hang out with us. Do you guys ever read the Junie B. Jones books? Mm-hmm. Yes. You remember when at her school carnival or whatever, she won a fruitcake and she thought it was something completely different. And then she took it home. She's like, what the fuck is this? That you is wanted the cake Yeah, I remember that. It was like in tinfoil and yes, so excited. Yes. It was and like, she, like, you won the special cake. Yeah. She's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's how I feel about your cake. But continue uh, about with your story, Ian. Oh, my grandma's friend, uh, well, my grandfather's friend, Jean, would bake us, uh, would bake these fruit cakes, and they were so good. She's dead now. Um, they were so good. The fruit cake was amazing. not related to the fruit cake. Um, and it was so delicious. But yeah, that's it. And then also like lime kugels. No, wait, that's a beer. That's a beer. <laughs> yeah, I was. There's some kind of a German cookie she would make. It was really good. Um, she's German. What's on everyone's wish list this year? So the pro- so I had a put a lot of thought into this because the problem is I don't have a boyfriend, a kid or a job. So I have had a lot of free time on my hands. So I just keep buying off Amazon, all this, like anything that I potentially want all year. I'm like, Oh, I'll just buy it. Oh, I'll just buy it. So now it's Christmas time and I'm trying, you know, people are asking me and I'm trying to think. So what I've done is I've just asked for stuff on Etsy that I think is cute. Cause that way 
I mean, there's like a couple books. Like I really want to read Leah Remini's um, her, her Surviving Scientology or whatever it's called book. But like, I'm obsessed with The Office. I'm obsessed with the Denver Broncos. I love Parks and Rec. I'm like, just buy me t-shirts from these shows. You're contributing to small businesses. Great. Also, I'll take a Nectar gift card because I drink there a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Andrew, what's on your wish list? You know, it's kind of funny. My family hasn't really done presents in like a few years just because like we're all adults and have debt from college and being adults and we're just have been like like maybe this doesn't make sense to do that right now um and it's more important for us to like be together as a family um and so yeah I don't really like have a wish list because we haven't like done that in a while but my boyfriend's parents uh they like to give gifts so uh and my boyfriend (laughs) doesn't know what he wants this year and I said hmm let's think of something for our apartment so my boyfriend is asking for us for uh snack tables you know like the tv trays Mm -hmm. that like match perfectly with our furniture in our apartment so so that's on my wish list and that's what i'm gonna get nice ian what do you want (laughs) what 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 are you getting from santa i'm asking for a usb rechargeable lighter it's a (laughs) lighter that you can use to light candles but you charge it with a usb it kind of looks like a mini taser. It is so cool. If, if I, I one of those. If I was closer to it, I would show it on camera right now because I have one. It's so wait, so I'm really cool. close. Mine's been here. Show it. It's Go get it. so good. Um, I actually... That, and then an iPhone. A new nice. phone. Yeah, I, when I went to uh, a taping of Michael Kiki and um, Sarah, that was one of the giveaways they gave us was one of those chargers. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that was a and thing. look at it, it's literally a little taser. Mine doesn't bend <laughs> like that, but yeah, it's very, mine's very similar. Okay, well now yeah. it's on my list. I don't know you told you these, Yeah, they're so it's fun. a little ad for them, not sponsored. Ian, how do you know these exist? From your apartment, you use them to light your candles. <laughs> want credit all right you got your credit <laughs> well I I, I I there's i as much as i would say my on my wish list is a boyfriend which i love um practically you speaking, got mine <laughs> sure i'll take any um but practically speaking i think i'm going to go apple i want the i want airpods and i want a mini iHome. Mm. oh that would be nice those are my two wishes but we're going to talk about some of the best gifts and worst gifts you've ever received. I think the best gift I ever received as a child, me and my brother got an air hockey table for my parents. It was the best thing in the world. I kind of knew it was coming because I, they had to, you know, like set it up the night before. Um, Cause it was a big surprise in the basement and I kind of caught my parents making it. Um, but that was one of my favorite gifts. The worst gift was the year that we just didn't do presents. And I will say that I was uh, in high school and I was like, what the fuck? And I probably shouldn't have yeah. been presents then. But that year I was so mad. I remember always every year being that person who would count the presents that I got and count the presents my brother got. And if he got more, oh, Christmas was over. I was in my room. Yeah. Again. Done for the day. Yeah. Lindsay. Oh, yeah. What were some of your best and worst? I'm not going to share this with my family. <laughs> no, I'm not going to share this. No, um, it's going to sound so silly. 
But I, and I have a picture of it. I, when I received, oops, I did it again, like the, the actual album from Britney Spears on Christmas. Oh my gosh. I was ecstatic. I was, I want to say I was like six years old, probably shouldn't have been listening to it, but absolutely ecstatic. Um, the worst gift, and I, I get it every year. Um, I have a cousin who I'm 26. He's about like, he's in his 40s. Every year he gets me and my brother and my sister these weird t-shirts off of some like art website and he just picks these random designs. He never gets me the right sizes and I feel bad opening it every year because I know like I'm just going to get rid of it. Um, it's just, it's not, it's not, the thing is it's not the right size. So it's not even like something I want to wear to bed. It's just. No, I, I'll, I'm going to go see if I have one of them so I can yes, show you what yes, I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, the best Christmas gift I've ever received. This is so silly. Uh, I'm kind of sad. It was like the year I think my mom was in the hospital. She was about to pass. And I like had this, was like opening up uh, Pokemon cards. And I got this one with a, it's like a holographic Dragonite with like a rainbow in the background. Mm -hmm. And I remember there are pictures of me, like my dad is like picking me up and I'm just like holding this card. I was, I loved, I was really gay. I didn't know. Um, I was just so excited. It brought me so much joy. And it's so, that's such like a small random little gift. Remember it was like, it made me feel like everything was going to be okay. I don't know. It was like so crazy. And that I equated that with that or whatever it was, mm -hmm. but it was like such a good sign for me. And it was really, I, I will never forget that. It probably because I have pictures of it, but yeah, like it was so cool. I don't Absolutely. know what a card is anymore, but yeah. Mm. Any bad bad gifts? Um, just anytime I get clothes that don't fit. Be mm -hmm. If I tell mm -hmm. people what my sizes are and they get me clothes that are too small, um, that's always upsetting. It's upsetting. It's kind of I, I'm like eh, no um, that or something. You tell someone something, they get you something that inversely way too big. We're like I can't use this, and you feel bad about it, you know. Right. But yeah, Andrew, what about you? Um, I think my favorite, like the best gift, uh, was, I forget how, I was like young-ish, but, uh, was tickets to go see the Wizard of Oz touring company at the Fisher Theater in downtown Detroit. It was like my first, like, professional, like, national tour I had ever seen. Um, and obviously, like, I love the Wizard of Oz, and so it was like, I'll never forget, we, uh, it was like a present for me, but we got they my parents got tickets for like the mm -hmm. whole family and like it was like a whole family affair and it was like so much fun um so yeah that is like definitely the best and like I'll never forget it and I like I still have the the program and like the um the program you pay for with like the pictures and the pull out <laughs> yeah. and all that all that stuff um so that was definitely the best I like usually like worse like I don't know I I can generally I mean, it's because I grew up poor but uh, I'm like generally like any gift I'm like thankful and you can find some use I will say when I was like in college my boyfriend's mom got me an uber gift card when I was 19 and we I went to college in like like a college town that you like walked place that like it wasn't like I ever like I didn't really know what that was then yeah and I was like oh cool thanks and so it sat in my freaking drawer for years and then when we moved to New York City I was like oh 
I can finally put this gift card to use six years later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? That reminds me then too. I would say the worst one I got was when I got an iTunes gift card in like 2016. Like <laughs> middle school. That's like, amazing. That but yeah. like getting it in 2016, I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to get with this? Yeah. But I did find the one shirt that I didn't get rid of. I cut it into a tank top to work out. So as you guys can see, it's like this gray tank and it just has a random picture of a tree and a giraffe. Oh my God, I don't know I if you can see it. the giraffe. Wow. It's just like, it's, and this I is know the best what you one. mean though. I've gotten like random ones where it's like, oh cool, there's a spaceship. I, I, now, I appreciate the thought. And he's very, the problem is he gets so excited to give it to us. Well, with all these bad gifts that we had been given, how what are your feelings on regifting? I do I it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As long as you have to be smart and tactful. Because when you receive a gift that you like feel like you can't use and you want to regift, when you regift you have to make sure that it's to another circle that mm -hmm. it will never get back to the other yeah. circle. So you have to check your mutuals because that could get messy. Have, okay, do you have a messy. story where, uh, where it's gotten messy? No, because I'm too smart for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, are you reacting? I think it's... Um, yes, but more so for stuff like White Elephant. So uh, yeah. I get something weird, I, which I feel like is the point. So yeah. obviously like if a family member gave me something for my birthday that they were really excited about and then I brought it to the family Christmas party for my other, I would never do that. But I do hop around. Like for example, um, somebody gave me a random pop Funko last year and I was like, oh, this will make a great white elephant. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, th that that same thing with with the white elephant. You're just kind of like, oh okay. Or like even in my family, sometimes you occasionally get a gift where like they know it's kind of a joke, mm -hmm. and you're like, all right. Like my my dad and my uncle have um, this six pack of this weird craft beer that they have been gifting back and forth to each other for at least six or seven years. Every year, my dad gets it, then my uncle gets it, then my dad goes, I wonder what this is. Oh like it's just like the saying that they always do that I don't know you yeah. know what that's actually a good point so I don't drink alcohol but uh, because I'm an adult I constantly get champagne so I'm like ah perfect yeah <laughs> oh I want to be your friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm the best. You, you always have a DD like I will take you home at whatever time you get free alcohol I'm great for uh -huh. sleeping we're gonna play a game one more game it's called would you give this gift and I scoured the internet to find some of the worst gifts out there. They're more general, but I want to see if you would give this gift to somebody. We're going to start off with scented candles. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's like the perfect gift. As long as it's not from the dollar store. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which I have gotten one of those before. Um, Hot wax. <laughs> you know what, though? Actually, um, oh, I don't know where I put it. I don't know if you guys watched the office but my friend for a gift last year she got me like a dollar tree candle and she uh printed out the uh candles by jan mm -hmm. and she glued it like the little logo uh, on there that is an funny. example where a dollar tree candle is okay yeah that works because it's arts and crafts we like arts and crafts yeah. all right next gift socks 
Yes. Yes. Ten years yeah. ago? Fuck no. Like it's how the greatest dare adult you? gift. Okay, yeah. okay. Interesting, interesting. Well, because dryers really do eat socks. And <laughs> <laughs> now I have on Christmas socks. I would show you, but these pants are so tight. I, I just tried to and I don't want to rip them. So <laughs> All right, next, a different kind of show. <laughs> next one is a donation in their name. 100 percent Um it depends how old they are. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, my uncle would do that and it would make me so mad. Well, it has to be like, if it's, hey, Lindsay, I know you're very passionate about ending systemic racism. So I donated this. However, if you were to be like, hey, Lindsay, for Christmas, I'm donating to Trump's defense fund. I'm going to be upset. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. As long as you put thought into it, that's fine. Well, similarly, how about someone buying you something like a star or an elephant oh yeah so like you're not getting it but you're getting like you know the piece of paper that says they bought a star in your name that's cool okay all right that is pretty cool i would check so far you have a waste of money to me (laughs) yeah i feel like it's a waste also all right like okay cool like at least the animal though you're helping take care of the animal Sure. I don't know who the airman. Yeah, or like when you someone buys you a highway, like <laughs> that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, okay, can you actually just instead pay my credit card bills this month because, like, I don't need a highway. Thank oh, you. Oh, I guess yeah. There's yeah. that. All right, our, the next gift. Would you give someone coal? That seems like a lot of work to get. Like, isn't like coal like? Yeah, coal, like difficult to get. Like, well, not like actual like, coal, but, like you know, like the like the little fake bag of coal or or like chocolate coal. Oh, you know yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. They were coal gum, so it was like bubble gum, but it was in little pieces that looked like coal. Okay. But no, I don't. No, I don't want fake coal. What am I gonna do with that? They deserve it. <laughs> would yeah. you would gift soap? I have. Yeah. yeah. I have gotten soap for Christmas plenty of times and it's always a joy. Like I said, if it's not from the dollar store. Yeah. Well, see, like I live at home. So for me, okay, my mom buys soap. (laughs) I don't, I don't need soap. But if like I buy my own socks, hence why socks would be fine. If I lived on my own, any household item, sure. Cause now I don't have to buy it. All right. A toothbrush. No. Okay, what kind of toothbrush? Probably Ooh. just, you know, a regular toothbrush. An oral be no. Then I would say no. Now, if it was like the limited edition uh, born this way, Lady Gaga <laughs> toothbrush, like, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, get me that. I've been trying to find it for years. <laughs> All right, would you gift a self-help book? If they need it. Yeah. I, I have. <laughs> okay, All right. All right. <laughs> Would you actually gotten a few? Yeah. (laughs) Would you gift a dildo and or other sex toys? Yeah. Yeah. I got one of those. What a great gift. All right. All right. I mean, like, I'm not bringing it to the family Christmas party. (laughs) Not not doing it. But I would do the thing where you kind of here, here's your gift, you know, and they're like, oh, but they'd be like, it's like the whole drama, the theater of it is they have to find a way to get it into their stuff Mm -hmm. without people seeing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you gift 
a pet? Yeah. No, it happened to me. No, yeah. I was gifted my tarantula in my freshman year of high school by my aunt Tariho. And it was kind of like a, a <laughs> moment. My dad was like, oh, and she's still alive. She's 11 years old. She's right. 25. That, no, I, it depends on the pet. I'm not, I don't want a pet spider. I don't want a pet snake. I, no. I wanted I to make sure they could take care of it. They wanted it, you know. I, I feel like if it's a surprise, like if it's a surprise gift, absolutely not. I feel like that's how so many animals end up in shelters is because yeah. they like surprise, like here's an animal, like, and they're like, oh, cool. And then three weeks later, they're like, I don't, freaking want this and then they end yeah. up in the shelter but if it's like a group effort if it's like like the family wants a dog and let's go in on it together and like it would go you know like then that's fine there's yeah case by case yeah I mean like I, I remember like, like there, there were a couple years where um we wanted a pet and my parents were like no we're not buying you a pet for the holidays because we know it's this is too much of a commitment and it, you're not getting surprised by a dog in, in, a, in a crate wrapped up in the morning. It's just not, because you don't even know if that's a dog you want and it's, it's, it's too much of a yeah. hassle. I would not give a, a, a pet. Um, the next one is a car. So all those car commercials where everyone's gifting cars, would you do that? If I was within means to do it and I knew that they needed and which car they wanted mm -hmm. i think that would be a fit no you know what i wouldn't unless it was my significant other i wouldn't because there's so much stuff that goes along with that yeah. where that like insurance and all the crazy and then there's like when do you stop paying for stuff and like what part of that do you you know right. it's no longer your responsibility nah it cracks me up those like honda commercials during the oh, holiday terrible. season they make it seem like it's so casual to just buy somebody a car yeah, it's it's a luxury thing too. It's just no no thanks. Um, and finally, yeah. would you gift somebody a gift card? Oh, 100 percent Yes. Okay. I've for done me, it a million times. For me, I can't do it. I morally cannot do it unless it's some to a place where I know that they need something from and I just don't know which one it is or whatever. I can't do that. I, I, I'm someone who like, I will go all out. I, you're going to get special thing. There's going to be so much thought in it. I'm not going to give you a gift card. And if you give me a gift card, it means you don't know me well enough. So it depends. So for example, I go to Nectar almost every day. Mm -hmm. I know every single person that works there's name. When I walk in, even with my mask they're like, and a hat, they're like, oh, hey, Lindsay, here's your drink. So I've, there's eight of them. So I plan on giving them like each a $5 Starbucks gift card. So mm -hmm. in that situation, to me, sure. that makes sense. I wouldn't get my, my mom a, like, here, mom, Merry Christmas. Here's a $200 right. Target gift card. Um, so it depends yeah. on the relationship. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I just feel like there are so many situations where a, like, I generally will give like gift cards. This is pre-pandemic, by the way, mm -hmm. is like, for couples a like dinner and a movie gift card is like such an idea because you're like forcing them to like go on a date you know what i'm saying yeah. like you're paying I for used to, exactly so i used to do that a lot because i used to work at red robin and they had like a, a dinner and a movie situation going on um and so i used to give those out all the time and people loved them so yeah well that works 
this was a really fun chat talking about the holidays. And now, you know what? I think I am. Uh, my heart grew a couple sizes throughout this podcast. Aww. And I'm excited for Aww. the holidays this year. Um, what are your holiday plans? Um, I am making a traverse home and I'm staying within my immediate family. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to see, I mean, it's not, we're not doing anything this year. We're just sitting in our house, you know, but playing board games, making new memories, new traditions, you know, um, you know, my sisters will both be there. So that's cool. Um, and that's just going to be the five of us, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, taking COVID tests together, woohoo, new tradition, you know, um, yeah, that's what it's going to be, but it's going to be, I'm actually really looking forward to it because I'm just viewing it as a new opportunity to find joy yeah. and see what else I can find. And I'm spending more time um, actually watching Christmas movies and enjoying the season more because uh, life is slowed down, you know, yeah. and I'm seeing that so much more people are doing that. And so it's allowing me to like be in the spirit more, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Andrew, what about you? Yeah, me and my boyfriend, actually, we rented a car uh, and drove uh, from the city to Michigan before Thanksgiving and quarantined. And we're luckily both remote. So we're here through Christmas uh, working remote. And like Ian said, obviously, like usually we go to my aunt who like has this beautiful house on a lake and, you know, the whole 10 yards and all that jazz. But uh this year, obviously, because of the pandemic, it's just going to be me and my mom and my sisters, which is like, you know, why we're here anyways, you know, just, yeah. um, so just an intimate evening, but I think it'll be nice and, and, you know, new, different memories, but like, like I said, like from the beginning, like the holidays, what they mean to me, our family. So yeah, and that's what it'll be. Lindsay. Yeah. Um, so it'll be, so my dad won't be, my dad lives in Florida. So obviously he won't be flying out this year. Um, but we will, we're going to my aunt's house. It's just my aunt and my uncle. Um, and then my aunt who's taking care of my cousin's baby, long story. Um, but it's funny because it's my aunt on my dad's side and my mom goes over with, so my dad won't be at his sister's house, but my mom will be at his, at her ex sister-in-law's house. <laughs> And so it's just, it's just intimate, um, but they live close enough and, you know, we all get tested and everything. So we feel safe doing that, but it'll just be like finger foods, presents and monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. This year is going to be the first Christmas without my dad. Uh, so it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting. Thanksgiving was not fun whatsoever. So this one, I don't think is going to be fun either. Um, but all, but being from an interfaith family, he's he was the Jew of the family, so it won't won't affect us too much. But it's just going to be me and my mom, pro- possibly our family friend, and my brother's stuck in North Carolina because of work, and it'll be a small little thing, and it is what it is. And yeah, I I wish everybody a happy holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate. And I hope that this podcast brought you some joy and some new suggestions of music to listen to, movies to watch, treats to get, and gifts to give. Um, Before we say goodbye, where can we find you all on social media and Venmo? Because it is a season of giving if you want to throw some money at my (laughs) my panel. Um, Lindsay, start us off. Um, So I keep my Instagram pretty private, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Lindsay Bebo and I'm sure you'll put our names in the the description yeah. or whatever so just it's that um instead of Venmo go ahead and just give a donation in my name if you so well please um I also 
I know this is not the right platform for it, but I just joined a podcast called Broncos Brawl, and it's about the Denver Broncos. Um, so you don't, I assume nobody listening to this will want to listen to that. Hey, you never know. You, you never know. If you want to subscribe and give it five stars, just so it looks like, like the new co-host is bringing all these viewers to it. I would appreciate that. There you go. That's a Christmas gift. Yeah. 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 Right. Done. And what about you? Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Ian Turnwald and my Venmo is at Ian Zahara Benet. <laughs> oh my God. And Andrew, what about you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at at A.M. Bergmo. Um, and yeah, find me there. Well, it was so much fun chatting with you all. And I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank Merry you Christmas and happy holidays. Have, like, have holly jolly Christmas. A huge thanks to Ian Andrew and Lindsay for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what your favorite episode has been so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs> <laughs>